Welcome to the Concept 101 podcast. My name is Daniel, Stefan, and Jules. We are three concept artists currently working in the film and games industry, as well as the organizers of the Concept 101 event in London. In today's episode, we'll mainly be discussing dealing with criticism and clients. Before we start, we also have to thank the current sponsors of the Concept 101 2023 event. So a big thank you to Shark Mob, Chromatic Studios, Atom Hawk, Framestore, Moon Colony, Foster and Partners, Mood Visuals, Rare, Brainbug, Playground Games, Learn Squared, Expression Games, Artward, and Sharp Corner. I really hope we get no more sponsors because that's getting a bit long. That is a lot, yeah. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> which well, is we, we, we which want, is amazing. It's we amazing. Want more sponsors, for yeah. <laughs> well, the longer this list goes, the better the event is. So. Yep, that's very true. That's great. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so today, yeah, like I said, we're talking about dealing with criticism and clients, uh, which is something that I guess is an inherent part of the job. Like it's always going to come up at some point. Um, so, actually, before we start, it's really hot in the UK. Yeah. Oh, my God. Way too hot. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Difficult I've, to work yeah. from all. Yeah. Definitely. That, that actually to... makes it harder to get feedback from clients yeah, because yeah. I'm, the Wacom pen's, like, slipping out of well, my hand say, yeah. as I'm working. <laughs> I weirdly, it's melting on your chair. Yeah. I weirdly like it maybe more than, like, a cold office. I have to bring a hoodie to the office now because, like, I what? Yeah, because I, I go in in shorts and t-shirt, and then I put on a hoodie uh-huh. when I'm in the office inside. Well, when you so walk cold. home, you're just I'm just melting. You just melt. That's <laughs> it. But I mean, you, you I prefer your... working with cold weather because you can always put some clothes on. Yeah, right. Which is what they always tell me in the office. <laughs> <laughs> Taking feedback. Yeah. Put some means on means not being naked yeah. at the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> uh just joking that's not true <laughs> um yeah and also with all of the heat i i my hay fever is so bad i'm gonna sound even more nasal and like Ugh, than usual um so that's great uh yeah yeah it does happen yeah i just wanted to have some little pitter patter before we started the actual thing so I, I wanted to complain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think a lot of people are experiencing hay fever right now yeah also cool. i mean we are in the uk so t- complaining about the weather that has to be yeah it's has just to that be the essential part of any conversation. It's just that usually in the UK you're like, oh, it's so grey and sad, yeah. and now it's like it's beautiful weather. I hate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shall we go? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, like I was saying before, taking criticism, dealing with clients, it's an essential part of being a concept artist, right? So, you know, I think the easy thing to start on, which I mean, is kind of a no-brainer, but I think we should talk about it just for a minute, is uh, why do you need criticism? Why is it important in your development as an artist? Let us know, Jules, what do you think? Well, no one knows anything by default. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess this is more important when you're looking in to get into the industry. Uh, and then, of course, when you have clients, well, by default, you need to get feedback. But when you try to get into the industry, it's very important because, you know, the more point of views you have, the more you can understand what's wrong or what's good. Yeah, I mean, when I was a student, I think there's that um, famous, like, isn't it like a bell curve chart thing where it's like at the top of it is like the peak of Mount Stupid. And on the on the X and Y axes, it's like time spent learning versus confidence. Mm. And it's like when you just start something and you just like start to get good enough and then nobody ever says anything, you're at like the peak of Mount Stupid because you think like, no one's ever criticized you. So you're like, oh my God, I'm a genius. And when I was at university, yeah. I thought I was like, I was like, God damn, I'm the, I'm the best artist in the world. Like you, you cannot know that you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you don't know enough in a way. So it's like, that was perfect. Bro, uh, bro. Yeah. I mean, it is though. It's, it's, it's like, you need to get feedback to have more understanding overall. And by having more understanding overall, 
you're going to actually realize that there's so much that you need to learn and that this is going to take forever. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think that I will I wonder if the first people that humble you are your parents. At least that's how it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I showed her like some sketches. She's like, wow, the, the leg is really long on this character. I was like, okay. Well, it's a long leg character, mom. <laughs> that's my style. But yeah, I mean, that first time when you get criticism as a... I'm sure there are people listening to the podcast. I mean, hopefully someone's listening to it. Um, it's going to be... Yeah, it's just going to be us three, isn't it? Um, what a good point. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. But yeah, there's going to be people out there and I'm sure you're probably a young artist or very early on in your art learning kind of career and you probably feel like you are just like the best artist who's ever lived. And there will be a day to that person who's listening where that first time you get like real feedback from a professional, I remember it so vividly. It's it was like a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a knife being like driven through your chest when yeah. somebody actually go, looks at you and they're like amazing and you look up to them and you're like, wow, this person, they're a real artist. And, and they look at your work and go, yeah, no, that's pretty shit actually. <laughs> it's like, you need to learn from them and tools. And you're like, no, <laughs> I want to draw cool characters, which is fair. But and it worked out fine for you. I think, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you? No, I mean, no, I did have to learn I mean, to an extent. Yes. To an extent. <laughs> did you have a moment like that, Jules? Like, let's say Daniel, yeah. you, you had a moment where you remember the feedback. Did you have a moment where you were like, oh, shit. I think, I, I might have already said that, but the first time I went to industry workshops, maybe eight years ago, mm. it was the first one. And I talked to a guy. Uh, I was 15, I think, at the time. Yeah. And I was drawing quite a lot. And I mean, of course, in my school, I was the drawing guy who was quite good and all that. And I was yeah. like very proud of myself. And I was like, I'm so good, you know? Went to industry workshops. First of all, everyone is amazing level yeah. because they're all professionals. And I show my paper portfolio and my pencils drawing, which I kind of put in a little folder and I give to the artist who I, I was working for Club Duty. And he just spent like half an hour giving me good feedback at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, thinking now about it, but essentially what he said is, is like what I was, which is like, you just need to go back to basic. Mm. learn everything what you have here is just little funny drawings it's not <laughs> it's not concept art you need to have this and this and this and i remember i went home and i was like sad as hell and i was like no and it's like so not fair and stuff and then i after like two weeks i was like actually what like this is really true and it yeah. motivated me but yeah that was a big shock for me i had um weirdly one thing for me was like the first time i got feedback like properly from a professional was quite brutal but i also remember very distinctly uh, going to an event. I think it was actually industry workshops. Mm. Um, it was one of the demo days. And this was a year after I'd got that like first taste of like professional feedback. And I'd improved a lot. Like I'd met a lot of people. I'd sought out a lot of criticism, which by the way, that's what we're talking about today. Um, <laughs> and I really, I had improved like a lot. I, I, I don't mind saying it. Like it was very uh, obvious to the people that like I hung out with and stuff. And it was very obvious to the professionals I spoke to at the time. And I was like, oh, well, after a year now, I'm now I'm mm. really good. I, I like returned to the peak of Mount Stupid, essentially. And I spent that whole day being like, oh, this is going to be they're going to offer me jobs. Gonna do this and, that. <laughs> yeah. and then I showed my work to people. And I remember the most brutal bit of feedback I got was a guy like looked at my work, a very famous, well-known artist. And he like looked at my portfolio and he was like, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's cool. I, I just think it's uh amateurish 
<laughs> I yeah, was like, yeah. oh, it hit me so hard. And it was like straight back to like ground zero in terms of confidence. And yeah, I think that that was, that was exactly my experience every time I was going. So I, I would go to an industry workshop every mm. year for like about five years. And over the year, I would build up my confidence. Yeah. I would add, add um, I would learn some of the feedback. I, I, I mean, I'd, You'd oh, improve. I can speak. Yeah, I would improve, yeah. adapt my work, feedback out last year get back on the mound, be like, I'm so good. They're all going to be so impressed. And yeah. then it would be back to ground zero. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I have so much to learn and, and, yeah, yeah. and I got destroyed. But every year it would go back to this, but it was essential to yeah. me learning and understanding why I had to improve. Um, so I don't think I had the, had it initially. So I, I actually... Well, I have always thought you're very arrogant. No, I, <laughs> I, no, I, always, I always thought I was shit and I kind of knew it as well. To be honest, I think maybe at the very, very, very beginning when I was drawing, I, I thought I was like pretty good. I, I have a, I remember like doing very shitty like Marvel drawings and being like, yeah, it's fucking amazing. I still have those drawings on my Facebook page somewhere like buried. And um, yeah, but I, I think I, because I approached like concept artists, like I have to learn this and that. And I looked at professionals. I always knew I wasn't on that level. Uh, but there was there were some moments uh, I remember I used to draw in Google Hangouts like when back when Darek and Wojtek whatever and Jonas they're organizing Google Hangouts and stuff and uh, I remember someone telling me that you have to use references and I was like I don't need to use references man I can do this character without references that is a really weird thing I feel like yeah. most people I know who train to be concept artists went through a phase where they're like references are for idiots I mean yeah that's what I'm I was, saying I was, yeah, yeah, I was like that years so, uh, <laughs> until I was like I mean now if someone tells me don't use reference I'm like well, I mean, well like even if you ask me not to use reference I, I know reference. what I'm gonna do is quite shit yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I, I yeah I mean it is crazy how that is like one of those things that like young artists tend to become inclined towards where they're like, like not i'm never gonna either. trace i'm never gonna reference i'm never gonna do this and it's like i mean even if you look at like basic art history like those motherfuckers be tracing you know <laughs> oh yeah they they would find any way you know they would like yeah. create inventions so they can pick the colors perfectly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. um so yeah, uh, go on do you want i guess the final point is uh i i did eventually have a moment when i finished uni and i did the ricardo lima course and i did some keyframes and i thought like <laughs> the famous pdf course yeah the yeah some of you <laughs> might <laughs> coming back again no and then uh we need to have a counter for like yeah, every time you know what that's probably the best advertisement to yeah for, for ricardo. <laughs> because it's like a running joke of all the podcasts and the name keeps coming and yeah yeah so uh and then i will send you a paycheck i, I went <laughs> to ricardo. I went to Shark Mob and I was like, I was surprised how much 2D work they do. Uh, just like, I thought everything was 3D in the games industry and I realized how much more I have to learn. I was like, shit, I have to go back and like learn how to photobash like from scratch. I need to know how to like build the scene properly. I need to understand like value structure even better. Like 3D is not saving me everywhere anymore, especially if I wanted to do certain tasks that, that I was asked to do. So uh, I think that was also really humiliating. I think. Humiliating? <laughs> no, no, humiliating. What's that? Sorry, what's the word? Not uh, humiliating, like um, uh, uh, grounding, maybe. No, but I think like eye-opening. Humility. Say, yeah. No, humility. Yeah, humility. Yeah, 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 yeah. It 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 humbled you. Humbled, yeah, humbled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's humiliated you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm not a you know, I'm not from English. I mean, when you when you when you're saying it like, oh, it really humiliated me. That's that's giving me like sexual undertones. <laughs> no, no, like... no, I, I, meant, I meant humbling. That's exactly what he meant. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what he meant. No, can confirm. 
That is how Stefan feels. I can see it in his eyes right now as I sit across from him. It's a bit scary, really. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> when you're, you know, uh, when you're receiving feedback, I think there's different uh, kind of stages and situations that you might kind of experience it in. So I, I've got three running down here, which is how you receive it kind of as a student versus a pro versus in your personal work. And then in brackets, kind of like as a pro, because I think it's a bit different. Um, I mean, first of all, how do you how do you recommend that students actually like approach and take feedback? You know, it's it's quite difficult, especially when you start. So if if you haven't built yourself a community of other artists to ask feedback to, that's I think quite hard. Um, so I would just try and get feedback from a big range of people. Yeah, and also while you ask for feedback, keep asking yourself, who are they? What mm. do they do for a living? Um, do they like if it's your parents are they just going to be nice to you you know yeah. or are they going to be just people who are very negative overall uh, yeah so I think that's a good thing to start is just knowing who you ask to yeah I think that is a funny thing is like when you're a student you can meet somebody who says like I have like 20 years experience in the games industry and then you find out like a year later that you've been taking all this advice from them and, and they had like 20 years doing like QA testing or something and you're like completely unrelated to like what you're trying to do um so you do have to be yeah like partially considerate about who you're taking criticism from where you're getting it from like in a way though i actually think it's kind of important as a student to try and take it from everywhere um but i mean it's not always benefit if you're look if you're on a tight deadline on a project don't go reach out to 100 people but it's great to show your portfolio to as many professionals as you can and to implement as much of what they say as possible. I think one thing that we've spoken about before on the podcast is students reaching out to us and mm. kind of like asking for feedback and then not implementing the feedback. Mm-hmm. When you're a student, if you, especially if you've specifically reached out to somebody, if you ever plan on reaching out to them again, definitely do what they said. Yeah, or just, you know, I might give bad feedback. It's possible, right? Yeah. And, and but just try it out. Bad feedback. But yeah, just yeah. try it out. Or just send me, I tried it out. Or just, I don't know, uh, send the image and be like, mm. oh, or hey, I didn't think that worked because of this, this, and this. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean you have to apply everyone's feedback to prove them wrong, right? But just keep an open mind. And quite, think, quite often, people who have experience, yeah. especially if you're students, I mean, it's quite it's, worth it's listening more to them, about right? It's more about proving yourself wrong in a way when you're a student. Yeah. I think you have a lot of preconceived notions about like what art should look like when you're a student. And sometimes a professional will say something to you where they're like, you really need to add some pink into the corner of this image. Mm. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy? This guy's an idiot. And then you actually try it. And like I said, like you're proving yourself wrong in that scenario where oftentimes the professional, because they're a professional and you're a student, usually is right about mm. stuff like that. So how about uh, someone who still needs to work on their fundamentals and then they ask you feedback on their piece of artwork, right? Mm. And one of your major feedbacks could be like, oh, well, you need to learn this and this fundamentals. Yeah. So would you, would you recommend that student to like, because you can always improve a painting even if it doesn't have certain fundamentals in place. Would you recommend the person try to improve the painting or try to go work on the fundamentals or do both? I mean, me, me personally, yeah, both, but I would probably put more emphasis on improving the fundamentals. I do think that, yeah, when you're lacking an awful lot of stuff, uh, it can be very difficult to come to terms with how much you're lacking. I remember very clearly 
when I thought that I was a genius many years ago. <laughs> That's like when I was, yeah, when I was like, this wow. This morning when you woke up. This morning when I woke like, up. Oh, I'm such a genius. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> so you completely <laughs> I, can, I, can always, I can totally see Daniel in this mindset. Yeah, when, yeah, when I was like, God, I'm the best. Um, I remember, yeah, getting feedback from people. and Dude, I'm so lost because you guys just like, <laughs> what was I talking about? You were talking about uh, the fundamentals, the fundamentals, and, fundamentals. and oh like, right, yeah, yeah. Giving when back to a student, sometimes you're doing a painting as a like younger artist or as just an early in your career artist, and you've done it, and in your head you're like, this is like pretty close to being finished. Oh yeah, and then somebody gives you feedback, which is like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Essentially, the feedback often when you're very early in your career is just like redo it because that is kind of what has to be done in some in some cases, and you know what, like. If that's if if I am giving feedback to a student which says like this fundamental is wrong, this is wrong. If it is quote unquote fundamentally wrong as an image, I think you should rework it because you learn much more from reworking something from the ground up to improve yeah. it than from just trying to polish a turd. You know exactly. I think if I if I would get feedback from someone right and the like amount now or as a student. A student, okay. the amount and the amount of feedback was the amount of mistakes, I guess, or things to things fixed, things to fix, woo, was high enough to potentially redo the whole image. Yeah, I would try to work a bit on the image, try to apply the feedback, but also I would just probably redo another project. Yeah, and the goal of the other project would be to apply the feedback. So I I would literally redo a project and be like, okay, so that's why it's wrong. This is how I make, I don't know, character more dynamic. This is how the, how the values should be. And I would make a project to learn that and to make it, to fix it. Yeah. And I think that's, by doing this, that's how you learn. Because if you, if you just put the feedback somewhere in your mind and then just read the same thing or like think about it when you finish the image, yeah. too late. Do the image for, like to learn, to apply the feedback. There was, um, I don't know if I've spoken about this before. Have I spoken about the, the cowboy going up the hill thing on the podcast? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, so there's this painting I did back in probably like 2021. Was it with the big circle, sci-fi circles? No, no, no. That, I did that after. You, you talked okay. about the mountain when you read it. No, no, no. It's different. So it's a, it's a painting of a like bounty hunter cowboy climbing up a hill and he's carrying like a dead body over his back and the body's being dragged up the dirt and it's like there's like a sunset up above the hill and he's like walking through this giant like kind of Grand Canyon, Texas kind of style arch. Is Grand Canyon, Texas? It is, right? Mm. My American geology, mm. not good. Geography. Geology. <laughs> Just also, isn't it also geology? I mean, uh, geology, geology is more like, like stones. Yeah. I'm talking about rocks. Yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think I got out of that okay. Uh, it does okay. make I mean, sense. Uh, it keeps getting worse because we don't even know what the fucking Grand Canyon is. Whatever. And now we don't even know what geology is. Let me just look it up while I'm talking. Um, so I'll look it up, you talk. So the... No, I'm already looking it up now. Wait, you just have to deal with the pause in the podcast. Someone making... Arizona. Where's Arizona? Is Arizona a state? <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. You no, know, like we... Like Europeans keep making fun of Americans not knowing yeah, yeah. where countries are, but we're like, what? Where is New York? The capital of the USA is New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did this. You know, it was this kind of Grand Canyon esque yeah. image and whatever. I did, I think, twenty to 
30 different redos of that painting because there was a guy i know you're just pulling a very cringed face right now yeah but that's the wrong way to do it well no because let me explain the guy who was mentoring me at the time kevin fleeman who is like an a really amazing artist i recommend you check him out he kept giving me feedback and uh, kev is like i think one of the reasons why he's such a brilliant artist and he's like very very high level uh is because his fundamentals are like nailed down to like the nth percentile. Like he's the, he can do everything. He studied at like an atelier as well. And I mean, yeah, technically he's just amazing. And he kept giving me feedback on the painting. And, you know, I kept reworking and I kept being like, oh, well, so what do you think of this version? He'd be like, well, the design of like the rocks is very bad in this one. And I'd be like, okay, so, and, and so then I would try and apply the feedback just onto that image and I'd go, okay, it's not good enough. So then I'd redo it. And then the next one, he would, I would be like, what do you think of this one? He'd be like, well, the design's better, but the lighting is fundamentally bad. And he was like, and I was, and he was like, you could do this to fix it. And I would try and fix it again. And then mm. I'd go, this is still bad. So then I redo it. Mm. And it was actually one of the best learning experiences yeah. I ever had. It was a really, really big jump up because rather than, it was an image that I really struggled with. And rather just like moving on to another image and going like, okay, yeah, he gave me this feedback. I applied the feedback. Now I'm done. I kept working on that image until it was like one of the best images I've made at that time. Yeah. Like it was a really big, like I learned how to photo bash from doing that. I learned how to light things properly. Uh, he taught me about like emotional mood when you're making keyframes, all of that stuff, posing. And I, I wouldn't have learned that if I had only redone it yeah. once. So, I mean, yes, it's an extreme example, but I'm just saying sometimes as a student, that can be incredibly beneficial. I think the... The most important thing out of this is to apply the feedback, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think for your sanity, probably better to redo start uh, to to restart a new project. But just apply the feedback. Uh, I can I can talk again about the pots I talked in the first podcast. But it's like this this classroom they they worked on one pot for the whole year, yeah. And the other classroom worked on one pot per week, and they keep applying feedback on the new pots every week, right? And the people that did one pot per week ended up with the better, better pot at the end compared to but the But actually that is, that kind of does fit in with what I'm talking about because they were working yeah. on the same pot. They were just remaking the same. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It's just like, I mean, I think the reason I think the reason it's important, sorry, can I just say, or it can be very beneficial to mm -hmm. just redo the same piece, even if it is bad for your sanity, which by the way, I had a terrible time doing it. I was very <laughs> sad the whole time. But the reason it was so good was because when something is very difficult, especially when it's personal work and you're a student and you mm -hmm. get to choose what you're making, one of the things that you can do is, is you can say, I'm really struggling with this image of a cowboy, but I'm much better at sci-fi. So my next image where I apply the feedback, I'm going to do a sci-fi piece. Mm. And suddenly you're like, wow, this is way better. But it's way better because you're back in your comfort zone. Mm. So when you find something that is really far out of your comfort zone, uh, I personally think it's a very good opportunity for you to do some serious learning mm. and to, yeah, suffer a little bit, mm. but to actually kind of put in the time to improve and not be comfortable at all, rather than running away from the discomfort, so oh, that yeah, you can totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. You, you, I mean, it's not comfortable to fail, right? Yeah. And like to learn, you have to, you have to make a mistake to know it's a mistake. Yes, right? totally. Um, how do you think this kind of differs then when you're a professional taking criticism? I guess I'm talking about in a work environment. You know, like how how does it feel, or what, what's the difference? I guess. How do you take criticism at work? I think when you get criticism at work, you just have to kind of do what they ask you to do with the caveat that uh, if you really think, at least in my experience in, in working in Track Mob, if I really think that it might be 
like a wrong direction, I can maybe work on the feedback that they give me and also do a version where I think it could be better and then kind of give them options to pick and be like, well, look, I did this, but also this, you know, and maybe they stir towards the other version. Sometimes I really want to just do my version, but I think no matter what, how difficult it is, you should <laughs> apply the paint and the, the feedback that they give you because you never know, maybe, maybe they are right, uh, even if you disagree visually on it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think feedback at work, eventually, I've always found it that it gets me to a better painting or a better design mm -hmm. just, uh, just by default because it makes me to think about the painting more. I spend more time on it and I see more mistakes and I try to fix them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I think one of the really common bits of feedback you get at work, which is the uh, more, if you go, I mean, it's the add more. It's like oh, when it's you're doing a, a painting yeah. of like a rocket, and you're like, this look, you do your first keyframe, you're like, this looks sick. And then they're like, add another rocket. And you're like, okay. And you kind of like twist the composition a bit and you make it work and whatever. And then they go, now I need five astronauts in the foreground. You're going, okay, it doesn't really work with a shot that I did, but you rework and you add the astronauts in. Now, uh, that's cool, that's cool. But uh, what about uh, an alien flying saucer in the background? And, and it's kind of this like progressive overload of stuff. And I think it's one of those things where a lot of clients and, you know, just everybody, they use the art department as like a kind of cure-all a little bit sometimes for concept art, where they're like, this will solve all of our problems. And rather than doing multiple images, they often try and do it in one image and, where yeah, they're like, this I mean, is the perfect image. Concept art is problem solving. And yeah. most of the times, clients don't know exactly what they want, Yeah, which is why they actually need you. So, so sometimes you just have a lot of, you know, put that on the other side and then the next day, actually put it back on the other side yeah. you know um also something i wanted to say is that working on film versus working for games yeah. is a very very different approach to feedback i'm going to explain on films we tend to work maybe for 10 clients per year maybe yeah. more yeah maybe sometimes way more you know and each client is different and also they i mean in for my work they approach an art department and you're the, you're the artist that's been selected to work on this and you're going to work for like one month, two months or a week, whatever. And yeah. each client's different and it's for very specific tasks and you're not really that linked too much to that project. Whether, and also they all like different things. Yes. Yeah. And whether for a game, you are going to be working on a game for hopefully minimum a year, I'd say. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said minimum. minimum. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that because some freelance people might be less, right? But yeah. if you're on a, on a project for a year or two, then I guess maybe your point of view is going to be much more valued. You're going to know the people you work with much better. The clients are not going to be external clients. They're going to be your colleagues, right? I think what you're talking about is essentially just like collaborative versus non-collaborative environments. Yeah. And that, but you can have totally, I don't know, I'm sure you've experienced them as well, very collaborative directors totally, and totally, clients yeah. on movies as well. Uh, and I'm sure equally you can have very uncollaborative people in games who mm. aren't really interested in your opinions. But yeah, that is a very important thing to say is like, when you're dealing with clients, it's uh, whether that's your boss just at your studio or like external people who you have to, you know, like directors, you really have to suss out, okay, how are they going to take my opinion? Mm. Are they ever going to ask for it? I've been in plenty of meetings where I don't think, uh, with directors, where I don't think my existence has even been acknowledged. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm just like the guy and, and then they're saying like thank you to the art director for the art and i'm like i did it <laughs> that's fine 
But yeah, I mean, you know, you really have to figure out. Um, oh, it's like, oh, I, I love the work you did. Name, which is yeah. not your name. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's had that has actually happened to me before. Uh, it's yeah. a it's a bad feeling, but yeah, you have to figure out like what does this what does this client want mm. from me. Sometimes the, what the client wants is for you to nod, say yes, and never say anything else. Mm. And you know what? If that's your job for that period of time, that's your job, and you just kind of have to accept that and take the criticism as it comes. Well, so you know, even in with what we do, we have I have feedback from my art director mm-hmm. internal to my company, yeah. and I also have feedback from the clients, right? Yeah. But I guess I, I get more feedback from director every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, sorry, from, from the art director in my company every day, rather than from the clients, maybe depending on the project once a week, yeah. that kind of stuff. And and this feedback is also going to be very different. Usually, the art director is going to make is going to give you art advice or yeah. like directing more as an art director, and the client is going to be more like what do we want you to do yeah more to do with their vision yeah the vision the budget or there's also the thing of uh i think maybe we're like straying a little bit but when you have a client that you're dealing with and you have for example let's say a vfx producer and you have an art director and suddenly you're playing was it chinese whispers right with like Mm. the feedback where sometimes i've been in it's happened yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) where you're like you're like in a meeting you hear the director say i want the sphere i want that circle to be purple and then you go into a meeting a day later and the VFX guy goes, mm. so it's red, right? Why did you paint it purple? I'm like, no, no, he's, I, I, I think it was purple. And then they go, no, it's red, right? We wrote down red. And you're like, okay, okay, all right, <laughs> fine. And then you go into the meeting a week later after you've painted the circle red and the director goes, why is it red? I said purple. And then they're going, oh, Daniel, come on. <laughs> Sorry, we'll deal with the art department later. But, you know, I mean, yeah, you, sometimes with certain types of feedback, you just have to, like I said, you just have to roll with it and yeah, kind I of guess. like take the hit, I guess, essentially. It's gonna happen. Thankfully, that this never, I, I think, I'm going to be nice with frames. Sorry. I think the, 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 <laughs> where I work right now, people are very good with noting, like writing feedback and getting it so there's never any confusion. I, at least I haven't had any confusion in the, I mean, no, it's, it's, I think it's just that... But it can happen. I'm not saying that... Yeah, I mean, it's just like a thing where it happens eventually, yeah, yeah, I feel. Yeah. Like someone just like... You're in a Zoom call. The Zoom People call cuts out for a second. Like, yeah. yeah, and somebody hears red instead of purple. And yeah. then it gets written into the right. notes. And then whoever was running that meeting and is in charge of decision-making is just a little bit tired that day. And they read the note and in their head, purple changes to red. And then they're like, that's red. So yeah, it happens, but it's just an inherent part of dealing with so many clients and having different channels that feedback comes through. If you're dealing with a director directly, then that's not going to happen. But yeah. How how is that for video games? Do you have? I had a, I had, so I definitely had an experience where I was working on a painting and I was giving feedback and I did everything exactly how the feedback was. I went through iterations. I We agreed on the iteration. I polished the iteration. It was all done. And then I went to the meeting and they, they were like, this is awesome. Yeah, we agree with it. And towards the end of the meeting, they go, oh, but I see this thing here. How about that idea? And everyone, everyone, <laughs> all of a sudden, everyone remembers the idea that they had. Like a month ago, they go, oh, yeah, that idea. That's actually the direction we wanted. And then, and then go back yeah. to me go, can you redo 80% of this painting, please? I, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I, I thought this was a great you're direction. Like, okay, but in your mind, you're like, no, oh, yeah, please. Yeah. I had it once in a uh, with a client um, where I got a very, I, I had been working on a project for a very long time. And it got, we were like, this is finished. Um, or I was like, this is finished. 
And I went into a call with the client and they and they went, yeah, oh, this is so great. We're so happy with the improvements. This is perfect. And then somebody in the background of the client's meeting suddenly went, <laughs> you know, like little, just a little, just a little, yeah. you can't really hear what they're saying. And they go, oh yeah, maybe that sphere should be red after all. <laughs> and then, and then suddenly somebody else chimes in. What if we put triangles around yeah. it? Oh, and what if there's a green square in the left-hand side of the image? And it was like, it, I, sometimes what, you get what feedback. What if the lighting is different? Yeah, now? yeah. And what if, what if it, we had a character in the foreground? You know that, you know that meme of Homer falling down the cliff and he's like, hitting his head on like different spots and he's going, ah, ah, ah. That's what it was like sometimes getting feedback is you are just like full, you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you're like, this is great. And then someone just pushes you. <laughs> and then you're just trying to see how how deep the cliff goes. <laughs> how far are you going to fall uh, like, before you hit the bottom? Yeah, especially when you think something is finished and then someone starts saying something, you're there just like sitting like, I can, totally like poker face, just like, yeah. Oh, I can imagine yeah, the meme of, of the of the little dog in the firehouse. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's like, this is fine. And everything's in fire. <laughs> yeah. Just had just a computer in front of the guy and that's what. Talking about taking feedback, what you just said about having a poker face is so important. You really have to be able to present yourself as you, because, okay, look, you can sit in a meeting and go like, oh yeah, totally. But if your face looks like I want to kill you, then they're not going to believe it when you say, oh yes, totally. And contrary to popular belief, clients are real people and they can tell what your emotions are. (laughs) And so it can be a really big problem if you're sitting there and, you know, they're giving you this feedback and yeah. you're giving like a fuck you kind of face. The yeah. whole you can't be doing that. So part of taking feedback is not just taking it, but also taking it well and being yeah. agreeable while it's happening. I mean, it's a professional setting. You're paid to do this job, right? Yeah. You're a professional working for a company. It's, so it's it's important also to detach yourself from your, your work Yeah. because it's not personal work. It's just work for client for set, set project. Yeah. And it's very important to be professional, open-minded, and whatever the client says, there's a reason behind it, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you you might see the tip of the iceberg, but maybe it is, like, cost, cost, uh, cost reasons. Cost, cost cutting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, like, oh, there's a lot of reasons. So it's just like, okay, let's see, and, and just have a positive mindset and be like, okay, how can we fix this? How can I twist yeah. twist this to or, make it better? Or at least look like you have a positive mindset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. I definitely go out of client calls sometimes and I'm like, I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm done right now. <laughs> this is, this is it. This is the last time. But uh, yeah, you just have to kind of be there and you have to smile and look happy about it. And you, you, I think you have to understand as well, uh, especially if you're kind of in the amateur kind of realm of stuff right now. Co- concept art is a very client facing job. Not many departments, whether that's in film or games, actually have to deal with higher up people on a regular basis. And being a concept artist, you're very much in the conversation of how this is going to look. And you're dealing with potentially a lot of stuff. If you do one keyframe for a film, that could potentially impact the director of photography. Mm. It could impact set builds. It could impact the amount of actors and extras they need, the amount of VFX. You're impacting, you're making images that have a massive overlapping impact across whatever what, project. One pre production sketch might yeah. end up having 10,000 people walking on the shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So many things involved. So, yes, the little red line you did actually matters not yeah. to be red, you know, yeah. uh, and even though it's annoying. And yeah, it's very important to just detach yourself from it. Yes, you spend a week, two weeks, a month working on this, but at the end, it's a job great and bad stuff come with it and, yeah. and being open-minded is important yeah. and it's okay to be frustrated yeah but again just don't show that you're frustrated 
Also, I think when you're being hired, yes, interviews. So if you get to the interview, that's a very important part. Is just showing that you're friendly. You can speak in a nicely professional way. Yeah. You you can communicate properly because if you have to work with someone for years or with a client who's paying your company a lot of money to work, you need to be able to do that. Which tangentially, mm-hmm. oh, that probably isn't the right word, but anyway, you talking about going into interviews. It's a very 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 common interview. I kind of want to call it a trick. I guess it's not really, but a very common interview method is critiquing your work in front of you. If you do an art test, they will start critiquing it. If you have a portfolio, they will start critiquing it specifically to see how you react. Because if they come in and they go, so uh, which is your favorite piece of work? And you go, oh, I really like this one of the green spaceship. And they look at it and they go, I think that's shit. <laughs> if Did you, you had start, this? I never had no, no, it never happened to me. I'm just a very extreme example. Yeah. But like, I, I know that it does happen. Yeah. And I, I've been in contextual things which are very similar. And it's just like, you have to hold a straight face and just be like, okay, that's fine. You know, that's okay. Yeah. You, you can't you can't cry. You can't be like, oh, fuck you, dude. No, mm. you can't. You got to take it as it comes because that is what's going to happen on the job, right? Mm. Um, I would say also, I mean, you can never know, but I know some companies, they like people who are like agreeable, but also push for their vision sometimes. It's mm-hmm. weird. I've seen that in Shark Mob. We have some people who are super good at like knowing what they want. And some people like some some of the higher ups. They like it because they know that they know obviously that when they push on them, like if whatever the director pushes goes, no, it's like this. Then of course they're gonna agree with it because they have to. Mm-hmm. But they also know that these people are like happy to go in and try to change things and come up with ideas. And I think that's important as well. Yeah. On that note. How do you guys actually go about approaching client criticism? Like, do you have methods for potentially pushing back on stuff, things you like to say, or, you know... Tips and tricks. Tips and tricks, yeah, kind of. You stand up, you're like, fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're you're homeless. No, um, I think I would just ask questions, you know? Like, Mm. oh, what if, or... um, But also to that, we are... All of us still quite young to the industry. Yeah. Which means that I feel like we probably have less to say compared to an art director or to a lead. Or or Um, our opinions are just generally more overlooked, I think, as well. Yeah. But for good reason as well, right? I mean, the the longer you work, the better you get at knowing what's right. Yeah. Um, But I guess I would tend to try pushing stuff I want with the people within my company. Yeah. And then for the client stuff, we can show option A, option B. Maybe you do an alternative version to what you guys in the company agreed that might look good better. But with the clients, especially when it's something very specific they ask for, I think you've got to deliver on it. And you can put an idea, but if if they're not asking for it, I would tell not to. How do you, let's say that you were working with a client, right? Mm. Or with an art director or whatever it is. And they say, you should do this. And you just feel like, no, there's there's no, you know, and you could, you know, let's, let's say that they want to make that sphere green and you're like, God damn, it needs to be red. How how do you go about like actually talking to them about that and, you know, kind of trying to like, sl- conv- I guess convince them is the wrong word, but give your opinion across mm. in a polite and respectful way. I think I, I'll, I'll make sure to explain with examples or like yeah. with, I, I would build 
um, I don't want to say that in English. I would uh, just let's say okay. Say, we, it, in, we, say it in French. We want <laughs> we, we want the sphere to be green, and I'm like, okay, well, I understand you want the sphere to be green. However, I just want to to say that it's in a forest. Everything is green. Yeah, it's kind of hidden behind bushes. Let's say yeah. uh, if it's green, we might have a very hard time seeing it. And the point of this keyframe would be to have the monster being seen. Yeah. So I would advise. You mean the sphere? Yeah, the sphere. Spherical monster. <laughs> so I would I would advise for me to maybe put it red because that will emphasize yeah. the keyframe and the readability. Uh, so I, I would just bring uh, uh, a suggestion. Yeah, almost. suggestion, and also I would. Um, I can't. I don't know. There's anyway, some yeah. there's some language as well. I mm. think can be very important because let's just take your example of like there's a green sphere in a forest and you think it should be red because it's more visible that way. Let's say that you go into that and you go, hey, listen here, buddy. I'm telling you right now that this <laughs> needs to be red, okay? That's not going to work, right? No. So, but but even on very subtle ways of, of emphasizing your opinion, sometimes you could say stuff like even, I don't know. I, you could say, the director has just said, the sphere needs to be green. And you go, you know... I, I don't know about that. I really think it would be better if it's red. That is also like a no. You're not being impolite necessarily, yeah. but you're not being, I think, uh, as potentially respectful as your boss might want you mm. to be. So it's very important to learn. Like I think there's like little tri tricky phrases you can use. Like one that I like to say a lot is, "Is there a world where we make mm. the sphere red?" Do mm. you know what I mean? You're not. You're being like, possibly yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. like a you know possibly maybe you know. Is there a world where yeah. we make the sphere red? Because I think that it's going to really yeah. blend into the trees. You're not accusing anyone of anything. You're just yeah. like throwing an opinion out there into the wind. I, I like this. I'm learning from this. Yeah. Well, I, I have, I have you recently... also support it with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah. points. Like, I, I, yeah. Why? I recently had an experience where I think I didn't handle it as good as I could. I think it went really well, but I was I was doing it like in a way where we were we were giving feedback and I was there and as they were asking me I was also doing like overpaints at the same time uh, just to show them like options and we chose the options but there was like something they had they, let's say they wanted three different cubes yeah. and they wanted a cube uh, and they're like oh well these cubes have to be slightly different you know and the the suggestions that they were giving is like it wasn't giving me enough to play around to make the designs more interesting. So they're like, oh, make this cube and move this edge to the left and then this edge to the right. And I was like, well, what if I add a little bit of, like a small triangle next to it, right? Yeah. And I kept, uh, and they're like, yeah, but move this edge and move this. And after, after like, I was like, but how about, uh, do you like this triangle? And they just kept saying their feedback. And I yeah. said again, like, do you like this triangle? They're like, well, we are not sure about it. I was like, well, because uh, this, this, this. And I was like, but okay, but what if I put a triangle here and maybe it will work this way? And then they just said, okay. And if they pushed, no, no, but if they pushed on it again one more time, I would have just sh shut up and just not say anything. Mm. And maybe I should have done, worded it like you said that and be like, if there is a world, maybe they would have listened faster uh, an and another, just shut me up. Another good way to phrase stuff is, I mean, this is slightly more risky, I think, as a, as a, as a phrase, but I, I'm giving you little key phrases. Another good one is, might you be concerned that so with our with our with our circle in the trees again that, right? that's, that's too high level of english for me <laughs> no, no no it's just like, so like <laughs> i would go halfway for the sentence i'd be like might you what that <laughs> or well i mean are you like are you worried yeah, you know, yeah okay. so rather than again like you're outlining again that it's their concern it's not your concern it's it's uh, you're a smart guy i know that you've seen this kind of language you know what i mean so with the trees again 
Might you be concerned that a green sphere in a green forest might get lost a little bit? Do you think it could be beneficial if we change it slightly? Another good way of phrasing things. The other one is, and this is not phrase, but I think it's just a technique, is you know you're talking about giving clients different versions? Mm. Let's say <laughs> that a client is telling you to do the green sphere and you've got past that point and okay, the sphere is green. And they keep saying to you, I want it to feel like a wolf. I want the sphere monster to feel like a wolf. And everything that they've told you is not really leading to that, but they keep saying it. every Every feedback, I want it to feel like a wolf. I would recommend you go to the logical extreme sometimes of what they are saying, mm. even if you think it's going to look really bad, because once you do that, they then see what the logical extreme of what they're asking for is. And often then that, I really want to feel like a wolf, comment disappears. So what you usually get is, I really want to look like a wolf for like three weeks. You, you try to see if you can edge them away from it. And then you week four, I really want to look like a wolf. And you go, okay. And you go back that week, you create a version of this image, which really looks like a wolf. <laughs> and you show it to them. And then this is usually the reaction you get. It's either, I love it. Woo. And you're like, oh shit, I, fu I fucked up. Or the other reaction is, that really looks like a wolf. And you're like, yeah. Can we bring some of the total back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, they just like cut away from it because they suddenly see the logical conclusion of what they're asking yeah. for. And they're like, oh, that's maybe not such a good idea. So... This, this is, I think, uh, a very good thing you said, uh, because as a feedback, quite often I've got throughout my short career is that I don't go far enough with the feedback. I yeah. tend to, let's say it's like, oh, can we do this a bit more like this? Like, let's, let's make the circle a bit more square. Yeah. I would do it like 20%. Yeah. And my AD would be like, no, no, more, you know. And this is something that I, I get quite often is like just not pushing things far enough yeah because uh, it's much easier to dial yeah, something back. exactly if yeah. you if you think about within the context of the wolf thing right mm -hmm. whatever the fuck i was talking about there if you you can if they say that on the first week right you do your first version and they say we really want it to look like a wolf you can then spend four weeks potentially making it 10 percent more wolf-like until you're at 50 percent wolf yeah and then they go yeah that's cool or you can go to 70 percent wolf on the second week and then by the third week they're going oh dial it back and then you're already you're way more dialed in on a result. Also, part of your job is to fix issues, problem solve stuff. So uh, even though sometimes the feedback is annoying or what they ask doesn't make sense, yeah. well, that's your job, is to maybe move the sliders a bit and maybe find a way to, okay, this now looks more like a wolf, but I also changed a few things which matter less. Yeah. So it works, you know? Yeah. I, and being able to explain yeah. that to a client at, at the is end, very important. At the, like, they need to be happy about what you make rather yeah. than just doing it like, okay, you want it? Well, I'll do it, you know? Yes, exactly. And yeah, because yeah. then it's not going to, yeah, like, it's a collaboration. Yes. Kind, totally. of, kind of what you're saying is like, you need to find a way, if they really want the thing to look a certain way, you need to find a way how to make it look that way and still work mm, as well yeah. sometimes. Rather than be like, well, I know how to make it like that and it will look <laughs> shit. Uh, then you make it and yeah it looks good because that was your initial approach you kind of need to yeah. also sometimes I've had many yeah. projects I think uh, over my short career where I someone is that like they've added more and more stuff as the product's gone on and a lot of the time I've been like ugh this is this is so dumb and da, da, da. but honestly a lot of the time it ends up fine especially because yeah. you start to it's one of those things where I many many times I've been told to uh, design 
uh, a blue sphere. And then, let's and then, try something like no, like, I like the sphere thing. It's easy to talk about. It's easy to talk about. New merch, blue sphere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it should be red. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, but you, you know, it's a blue sphere, and then they tell you to add a line around it, and then you have to add three triangles, and then needs to be a secondary sphere on the right hand side, and then needs to be a square in the bottom left hand corner, and blah blah blah. And a lot of the time, you do the first blue square, the blue circle, and you're like, now this, this is the best. This is the best version because your version, mm. and. You know, they tell you to add all this stuff in and you kind of get a little bit exasperated. But like you said, that is your job. And ultimately, most of the time, it's very rare that you can't make it work. Yeah. I think one of the one of the things that I had really early in my career was people would give me feedback and I'd go, oh, these people, it's impossible. They're asking me for, for something that just can't happen. Yeah. And then a week later, I'm like, I made it happen. Yeah. You know, and, and it looks better now. And it looks yeah. better, yeah. And so I think sometimes you can be very closed off almost as an artist and very stuck into your own opinions and it's very important to understand that yeah like things aren't there's no such thing really as like an impossible brief it's just about Mm. finding a way to make it work and you'll probably cut some stuff out and add some stuff in but it it will work in the end and and also too because we we criticized feedback quite a lot i mean getting feedback but if someone is in the professional position to give you feedback yeah most of the time it's for good reason it's because totally. they have more knowledge than you, more experience than you, or because they're paying you to do it. But, I mean, even, uh, I mean, someone from a movie who's doing this would need, would, would, has, like, a VFX producer giving you feedback has so many, so much experience. Yeah. So, I, I listen think, to it carefully and then, yeah. yeah. I think it's important to never be so up your own ass that you think you're beyond feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That if, if you've done a painting where you're like, this is unfeedbackable, you need to take a good look at yourself in the mirror, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and you always, it's 90% of the time for me, makes things better. Yeah. yeah. Contextually talking about, um, you know, I guess like taking feedback and not liking it. How, do you feel a little bit different about like as a professional doing personal work? Because I think that it's important to take feedback when you're doing personal work but from a probably much narrower group of people. And I don't think you kind of want that same like scatter gun approach because when you're doing personal work, number one, it's like time away from clients, right? You get to actually make the art you want to make. And also it's a time for your personality to kind of shine through. And I think the, the, if you look at the people who are really successful in our industry, they're all people with really strong artistic personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still listen to feedback very carefully. Yes, of course, yeah. But I am going to ask, so I'm going to choose people I ask feedback, yeah. you know? I think we kind of mentioned that at some point. In a yeah, we in, in the last podcast we mentioned it a bit. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to ask to a small amount of people who I know can give me appropriate, um, feedback. appropriate feedback. And also, I'm, I'm also going to ask also to people I know don't know much, just because mm. uh, don't know much about art, right? So um, my family, for example, uh, or like some of my friends who work in totally different industry, it's good because they know they're honest and I'm going to have the first impression of someone who doesn't know much, which at the end is how most of people are going to see your work. Yeah. Now, of course, if they tell me that, oh, this, I mean, not, the feedback is going to be much more basic because they don't, there's no, it's going to be less, much less technique. Yeah. Um, but it's still important. And then I guess with this pool of feedback, I'm going to, I'm going to take the experience I have, take this pool of feedback and kind of analyze it, maybe try some of it and see how I can implement it to my work. Um, 
And if I know I'm not going to implement or change anything, I'm not going to ask for feedback. There's no point. Yeah. I think also, you kind of hit on it at the end there, is like, if you're doing personal work, sometimes it's okay for it to be 100% personal. Mm. There's definitely work that I've done where like, I'm just doing it because I like it and I don't really care what other people think about it. And that is okay. I think though, one thing is that they can be deeply irritating for other people is when you're doing a piece of work like that and then you're like, just because you feel like you should, you ask for feedback. Do you know, you kind of have the, I've definitely had people send me work before and they're like, what do you think? And I'm like, yeah, cool. I mean, you could change this and that and And then they go, no. And I'm like, okay, well just send me it and tell me you think it's cool. You know, that's fine. That's cool. Um, So yeah, you don't always have to, you don't have to have this like Sigma grind set of like, I'm always going to be taking feedback. I'm always going to be doing this, that. No, it's, it's okay to do things for your own enjoyment and to not listen to other people. And sometimes that can give you the best result because it's the most personal result that can come through. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, sometimes I I, I usually treat that stuff as uh, ideas and advice and stuff like that. So especially when I run out of steam on something, I like to show it uh, because people give you more ideas and yeah, it's not particularly like to implement everyone's ideas. It's more just to get some more ideas and get some more steam uh, so you can keep going with the mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a pool work. of inspiration. Kind yeah, of. yeah. just be like, and they go like, like this, like this, like that. And then you just pick the ideas that you like and just go with it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just good to build a community of people around you. And uh, if you have, because for a while I didn't have any friends who were doing concept art. And this is left it at friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is where I think it was hard because I was only getting feedback from people that were not in the, into the industry. And if you don't get feedback from people who are not into the industry, then it's quite hard because it's not representative of like they don't have any art knowledge, let's say. Yeah. Totally. And so if you have I don't know Discord group or if you have concept artist friends, this is where I think. And this is something I got maybe two years ago. It really helped me to understand better what works and what didn't work. Yeah, and, um, totally. yeah. So build a community, I think, is key. And yeah. Yeah, sweet. I mean, you got anything else to say or you want to wrap it up? We were all staring at Stefan. Um, are there any horrible... Like, okay. No, I, th- no. I think we talked about <laughs> negatives. Then. Yeah, well, I just have one thing I want to say. Go for it. Could you, could yeah. you, as a, as a beginner, right? Let's say don't have access to all these communities. Could you grow as an artist without for at least maybe four years without getting any feedback because because really the the way you the way you grow easiest right as we all know is by as yeah by getting feedback for professionals that are near you but if you don't have them don't have access and i was saying this because i was in this situation for many years and uh it's true no it's true i i didn't even in university what's the question it's it's a question to you uh, about do you think it's possible if you don't have don't get feedback to get better at concept art? Yeah, and at the, what point it the, becomes because impossible. some people, I think if you look at a lot of like very the people who get good at like they're like ten years old and they're like I'm I can do polish keyboard and this and that. Yeah, it's possible because the the people if you look at like anybody who's like super super young and I, I'm not saying this in a disparaging way. I just think it's the reality of the situation is like if you're very very good at a very very young age. It's because you have been, by the luck of the draw, exposed to all of the correct information in the correct order, and you've learned it. 
And that isn't the case for most people, right? That's why me and you and Jules all had to take feedback from people. But I mean, yeah, it's possible. It's very unlikely. Yeah. That's why you only see like a few like 10 year olds who are like, hello, I'm the best artist in the world. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow, you're 10. That's very impressive. But it's also, it's just a reality that like, yeah, but it, it is impressive, but also you probably would have had exactly the same thing if you had been exposed to the same stuff in the same order. And probably you're going to be, you're going to learn much faster if you ask for feedback because someone is going to show you the mistakes. Yeah. Right. Rather than just guessing them by yourself. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see a world where it's a bad idea to ask for feedback. No, it's never a bad and idea. And even if you don't know anyone, just message people. LinkedIn, yeah. message people on LinkedIn. If you want message, I mean, message me. I don't know what about you guys, but don't, don't say to message me. I can give, humble maybe bad feedback but i'll try and um, i'll give brilliant not humble feedback <laughs> i will i'll try to respond <laughs> <laughs> like just you know you you miss, you miss every shot you don't yeah, yeah. so by the way if i never respond it. just message me again yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll respond because sometimes i have messages i'm like oh, we're gonna I, give you the address and you I can hunt him to this because uh, it's been like long time yeah yeah you're, you're totally right yeah like uh, like i said could you theoretically do that by yourself? Yes, if you're insanely lucky and you're exposed to all the right stimuli and blah, blah, blah. But, but, don't but it's it. unlikely. Yeah, don't yeah it's it. unlikely. Don't like, like, it's just shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're always going to, to improve faster yeah, with feedback. Yeah, if you're already listening to this podcast, you're already great. Well, you, you, you got lucky. You're great. <laughs> yeah, you are. You, are <laughs> yeah. Amazing. you, you are can do it. People. And if you are listening to this and you are not great, then you have to go. And we have a large feedback. <laughs> you, you're amazing. <laughs> Be like everyone else. <laughs> You're amazing. Uh, we have a Patreon. <laughs> we don't, by the way. But yeah, uh, I'll make one if you want to send yeah. me money. <laughs> All right. Um, You're special, especially if you give us money. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, hopefully, there's been a productive conversation for everybody. It is a very kind of difficult and kind of touchy subject in a way, um, and it's something that everybody runs into eventually, no matter what level you're at. So hopefully that's been useful and that's the end for today's episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening and if you want more, please feel free to subscribe. Uh, we release episodes every two weeks and if you want any more additional information about... Jules is making... What? You, what? <laughs> it's at the, the, <laughs> at the end of each podcast, we have the same thing. Yeah, it also ring the, the bell. Okay, I'll add that to my notes next time. <laughs> it's been, I think it's been a free podcast. We have this exact... <laughs> you need to just edit it over the screen of like a giant bell turns yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Jules. It's easy. No, that's so much work. Okay. You can um, yeah, we release episodes every two weeks. And if you want any more additional information about the podcast or the annual event in London, please be sure to check out our Instagram linked in the description below. Thanks again. And we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye-bye. See, see you.